see how it's like, man, you position that mic to where you want it, and then if you have to move out of that beanbag, it is right in the way. I feel like I'm on a throne. You are on a throne. Is this how you... you the king of the beans. Yeah. <laughs> king of the... Queen of the beans. Queen of the I beans. Saying? I know, you're in my seat tonight. I'm in the beanbag of destiny. Hello and welcome to That Happened, where I tell Red strange history that, that happened. happened. Backwards to you because it is. Bum, bum, bum. I prepared a podcast for Red tonight, a or story, a, a history yeah. story for Red tonight. I'm so excited. Um, Red, do you have any idea of what it is? Honestly, I have. I literally all I know is like I know you're into World War II, but I also know I tease you about that. So I don't think you would pick a story about that because I would tease you about it. Um, and that's the extent. <laughs> My knowledge of your interest in history, really, except for pretty much anything, you go, yeah, that's cool, yeah, and you mean yeah. it, yeah, you I mean, do mean it. it, yeah. But um, I don't know what really grabs your interest. It it was hard to pick to grab your interest. To <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing was interesting. History is so boring. It's oh my so God. boring. Tells us nothing. <laughs> it was hard to pick one where I was like, this is an interesting story that I want to tell you. Uh, yeah, that would be your your requirements, and I respect that. Yeah, because I don't want to talk about something that I don't care about, right? Uh, 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 oh, uh. my history brain <laughs> just got so offended in like three different ways. We're here for a good time, uh, not a long time. All right. Can we, yeah, okay, yeah. So. What are we drinking tonight? I'm drinking bush lattes. Oh, no more Colorado a- water. Rocky Mountain Water? No, I don't have any more Coors Light. I've got Collector's Edition Bush Light. Oh, so it's not coffee? No, it's Bush Light. Bush Lattes. Yeah, same thing. I got a bushel. (laughs) A bushel of what? Bush Lattes. Beans? Beans. I'm the queen of the beans, so. (laughs) What are you drinking tonight? Yeah, you're in the beanbag. I have a very exciting drink tonight. It's um, a basic white wine. You know, that's not the exciting part, but I have this really excellent Beauty and the Beast cup with a rose inside, and so I am, on every level, a Disney princess getting a bedtime story told to me. I cannot wait. Yeah, how is it sitting in the beanbag chair? Just, you don't know what we're talking about, Uh huh. and you just get to be the comedic relief of tonight. Um, not too worried about it. Yeah? The, what I am worried about is I set up with my legs crossed and I can handle that for about 20 minutes and then I'll have to stretch them out and I got nowhere to stretch them out. That's a future problem anyways. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) So do you want a classic to that happen? Do you want a hint and guess? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm not really exactly sure. I'll, how about I'll give you the year. Am I guessing a story or a person? It's a person, right? It's a story. Not a specific person. But if I know the story, what? (laughs) The year is 1932. Yeah. 1932. And it's a... Oh, so Depression era. Yeah. Okay. And it's in Australia. 
Bluey? I don't. Not Bluey. That was a. <laughs> that's a recent Things development. Things I know about Australia: kangaroos. Close. Bluey. Oh, it's a kangaroo story. Clo- I no, guessed. that would have been yes. That's <laughs> I said close. Oh, okay. What's close to a kangaroo? Koalas. A going zoo. in the going in the wrong direction. The Great Reef. No. Um, um, barnacles and wallabies, mate. <laughs> That's the best Australian accent I could do. It's a type of bird. Kookaburra? No. Kookaburra sitting in the old gum tree. It's a large bird. Okay, what? Okay. Okay. No, no, we'll keep going. We'll keep going. What Um, last guess? This is your last guess. Fair enough. You've gotten yours in one guess both times. I know, but I'm (laughs) I'm working against the grain here. Did I get the last one? I don't think I got the last one. You did. You got the CRV reference. I know. I give good hints. I'm pretty sure that's because of me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have a good hint for this one. (laughs) I'm just reading you the intro facts that I have. Okay. Okay. A giant bird. You know. um, Australia. And. uh, 1932. Emus. Emus yeah. Yeah, you got it. Oh, I think the story is on my list, but I have done zero research on it. So we're talking about the Emu War from 1932. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I'm right? so excited. I'm so glad I've done zero research. I heard a passing reference. And I was like, neat. Ooh, I can't wait. I've always heard about it. Oh, you have? Like, I've, I've heard about it, the emu war, but I didn't know anything about it. Okay. I didn't know anything about it until I... I don't... Is that, like, a Gen Z thing where you guys have just always heard about everything, but upon any sort of questioning, know nothing? You it guys could, are the know-nothing party of the modern era. I'm not going to say it's a Gen Z thing. It could just be an ADHD thing. I've you heard titles only? I've heard of all these things, but I Your have not... Your life is the index, the table of continents of the world. Continents. <laughs> No, yeah. contents. <laughs> Table of continents. Table of titles only. Yeah, so this is has to do with the Royal Australian Artillery Soldiers. They were the ones who participated. There was only three guys. Okay, wait. Before we start. Yeah. Um, I want to wish our listeners a post-Happy Thanksgiving. And I hope that Thanksgiving went Yeah, well. Happy Thanksgiving 2023. Well, this will be out after Thanksgiving. Oh, well, happy after Holiday Thanksgiving. Holiday season. Happy, <laughs> yes. Hope everyone didn't gain. I heard that on the radio it said, on average, people gain eight pounds on Thanksgiving. That's a lot. I know. I know on average. I mean, it's not a lot to gain in general. Like, it happens. Mm-hmm. Who, who gives a fuck? But just, like, on average, what, like, every holiday, I gotta, I gotta find out who's cooking for these holidays, because it ain't me. <laughs> that sounds... Like, you had some good food. I know, some fat, yeah. <laughs> so, I've got some facts about emus. Okay. So we can picture this. Emus are, they're obviously, they're a large bird, like an ostrich. Right. Right? They're slightly different. I think they're cousins. Emus are the second tallest living bird after the ostrich, After of the course. ostrich, right. not after the penguins. No, the penguins aren't that tall. Well, they, they're statuesque in my mind. They do have a lot of... Uh, Presence. Yeah, in my mind, there's like a golden statue of penguins in an art, like a Stalin level. Yeah. They're pretty cool. In Australia? Everyone, everyone knows and loves penguins. Who doesn't love? Imagine, imagine, right? If you're just like hanging out on your porch and a penguin walks up. I don't know a single person who would be like, oh my God, how fucking cool is that? Yeah, they'd all be like, ooh, it's a business goose. 
<laughs> the Chinese word for it. Business goose. Business goose. Anyways. <laughs> Classic red transition. Emus can reach... <laughs> Anyways. Emus can reach six foot, three inches tall. So over six foot. So the same height as you... Well, three inches taller, yeah. I mean... Close enough. On a good day. You're just a... You're, are you an emo in disguise? Maybe, but I have opposable thumbs. Passing as human. (laughs) Yeah. They can run 30 miles an hour when necessary. Okay, okay. So what is that? Like um, a bicycle? I think Usain Bolt. Or if you're rucking in the military with someone with long legs. Yep, yep. They're they're (laughs) they're around 30. You're not allowed to run, which is an actual rule. Yep, they're around 30. But we are going to walk at the speed with the guy with the longest legs. You're 500 feet behind. Like, I can't run. I don't know what he wants me <laughs> to do. All short people are, like, trying to skip hop and not look like we're running. <laughs> Skipping doesn't count, yeah. They get so mad. They're full stride <laughs> when it when they're running. Okay. Like, full when they're running 30 miles an hour, their full stride is nine feet from step to step. Okay, yeah, but this is an American podcast. We need American measurements. I said nine feet. Yeah, you said nine oh, feet. Oh, it's about, but we like, sorry. What is that, like one It's like three dinner table for ten? Three dryers. Three. <laughs> Wait, a dryer is three feet long? In America, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's about 15 Big Macs. <laughs> Those aren't even accurate, though. It is. No, <laughs> No, for real, real. Uh, nine I, feet. I said nine feet. That's American. Yes, but none of the. Okay. Okay. What? What? I'm just saying Americans don't measure in feet. We measure in objects. You know this. Right. That's why I said dishwashers. I don't Three. know how long night. I could. I have terrible distance reference. That's true. I'm sorry. I'm requesting more. I was gonna offer some. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, okay. Um, nine feet is about. Well, my first one was the dinner table for 10 people okay like an ex with two leaves in it right yeah yeah or what else is nine feet uh truck one truck length yeah maybe they're more like 12 feet though i think i've i know that some of them have eight foot beds okay a truck bed yeah it's about a that's that's about a long as southern truck bed. american as you get yeah that's the height of an emu that's really tall they weigh up to 100 now i have a visual yeah, now I know how far that now is. Now I understand. It's really far. It's really far. That's they, their foot. That's how long, like when you know when you're they're running. Uh-huh, uh-huh. One foot hits. Okay. Nine feet later, the other foot hits. That's insane. So they can go really fast. That's one and a half of you. Yeah. <laughs> it's two of me. They weigh up to hundred and thirty pounds. That's not very big. Not very big. They're mostly feathers, right? Yeah, they are avian. You pluck them and they look like they're nothing. What a creepy image. Everybody, yeah. please Google plucked emu right now. Just imagine a Thanksgiving turkey uh-huh. with four foot legs <laughs> running around. What about the necks? They got a two foot long. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I don't know how long on it. No, yeah. I love that. I'm I'm following through. They're t- it's yeah. a brilliant image. I'm sure they're really small. Imagine so, if turkeys had long necks. They do. No, like a emu neck. Oh, like a super long neck? Yes. That'd be really weird. Do you think we'd still eat them? Oh, yeah. Well, we don't eat at their necks. <laughs> Why would would we if they had significant neckage? Neckage. <laughs> Make bracelets. 
who wants the turkey neck? <laughs> I feel like that's a thing. Who wants the... I don't know. You meat eaters. The giblets. <laughs> eat everything. <laughs> want the red dangly bits from the neck. Okay, I'm really enjoying these facts about the emus. And yeah. I feel like I should apologize for derailing it, but also no. I'm having a good time. We're going through the facts. This is all the setup, right? Okay. This is the emu war. We have to know about what emus are. Crazy long... So they're super fast. Pretty fast. Super tall. Tall. Not super heavy, but I assume they're strong. Yeah. It said that they have three big claws Ooh. that are used to, like, disembowel. Like, they kick big, you with like it. They're like a tiger-sized big, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they kick you with it. And they Ew. disembowel you. Ew. So, like, yeah, you don't want to just cool. walk up on one of these. <laughs> Australia's probably just punching it right in the face if they see one, though. I, that's the thing. <laughs> I want to go there. Yeah, it's just... Oh my god. They just do whatever they want. So after World War One Okay, the first one. The first World War. In the trenches. The, the great nasty war. one. Oh yeah, the great one. The great one. The sad one. World War Two. World War What? <laughs> <laughs> Time traveler talking to a World War One vet. You, you said what we finished it. The what World War? Um Yeah. Oh god, how fucked up is that? So yeah, after the Great War, mm. a large yeah. number of The excellent uh, war. Large, anyways. Super cool. Large. <laughs> God, you talk so much. <laughs> I'm kidding. You're doing great. God, this is hard. <laughs> You're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Um, anyways. <laughs> I'm like three lines in. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, after World War One, a large number of Australian vets were given land by the Australian government okay. to take up farming within Western Australia. Okay. Do you so know what they farm? Uh, they mostly farm. I don't know what they wanted to farm. Okay. <laughs> because that's a valid question. Yeah, I'm like I don't know what they wanted to do, but the next line it says. With the onset of the Great Depression in 1929, uh -huh. they were encouraged by the government to grow wheat. Is this like, um, we'll give you money yeah. if you grow it, or is it like, we'll kill you if you don't? No. I mean, you never know what the government. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> it's not that hostile. The animals are already trying to kill them, all right? They don't need... No. They're well, just they like, we'll this. give you subsidies, we'll give you money if you grow wheat. Right? Okay. It didn't pan out. I don't Kinda think like they... The corn subsidies. Yeah, they didn't really give them subsidies. They didn't? No, it didn't. I didn't oh. dive into that. But it was like, uh, it didn't work out. Politicians lie. So anyways, a lot you of them... You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. A lot of them <laughs> were growing wheat. And okay. by October 1932, so three years later, wheat prices are just tanking. No. Just wheat is going down. I guess the farmers were like threatening to not deliver the wheat because they were getting paid nothing. nothing they, to yeah, deliver. they probably could barely offset the price of farming it. Yeah, they didn't get the subsidies. And then the stuff that they did have, they tried it and they're getting nothing for it. So there was this whole drama, right? It sounds like drama. I'd be mad. And they're World War One vets. Oh. Farming and not getting paid. Not So there's all this drama. I love this. What a brilliant setup. I, is this a novel? Like, it's so good. No, this is Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried really hard on this one. Hey, that's 
you're gonna have your sources, right? Yeah, Wikipedia. Okay, that's your only source. That's my only source. All right, here okay. we go. Okay. <laughs> I guess Wikipedia also has sources. Just listen to the story very loosely. All right. <laughs> if yeah. you have questions, you if you know, have rest, look it up. If you have questions, <laughs> do your own research. All right. We're here for a good time, not an accurate time. Um. So they're already having a hard time. Uh-huh. And then their situation worsened with the arrival of how many how many emus do you think showed up? I mean this showed up. Showed up. The arrival of Showed up. Wait. Don't they live there? They live there. Okay, let me say this. Emus migrate after their breeding season. Like annually, right? Annually, moving from inland to the coast cuz we're so talking about western Australia. Is this Australia. the first year they farmed ever in their first year they did farm wheat no like because how, how fresh are these soldier farmers i don't know how fresh they are i mean we're talking about world war one I. I don't know mm. when that ended and then it says yeah it'd be like a decade 1929 is when they were encouraged to grow wheat and now okay. we're talking about three years after that okay 1932 so it's like i don't so, know how long they've actually been doing it but this is the year where shit was going down they they've seen these emus before right right and they've been like not today not today. Yeah, Not so today. I'm setting I'm setting this up, I'm right? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Government's lied to me and I got to take it out on somebody. Yeah. Or something. I'm already broke. Government said they were going to give me money for this wheat. Mm -hmm. They didn't give it to me. I turned the wheat in. I get nothing for it. And then the and arrival I'm of blank amount of emus shows up. Oh, oh, I'm still guessing. You have to like guess this. a number, yeah. Um I'm guessing it's like an El Nino effect. Where it was more than expected because these emus have been profiting off of their wheat in previous years. Had more babies. Okay, 20. Whoa. <laughs> Watch out, there's 20 emus. No, it's way more than Listen, that. Listen, you painted them as frightening creatures. They are. What? How large of an area is this? You said Western Australia, right? It's, it's mostly around... I've got the town here somewhere. So it says... Okay, I'm going to get into it. It's mostly around the stories around two cities. Two okay, towns. I still want to guess though. I'm just, okay, you can I just guess. want to know the size. Um, it's got, like a county, I'm guessing. Yeah, like a county. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, okay, a reasonable answer 500. I'm between 500 and 2,000. Okay, that's okay. That's I'm going to tell you 20,000 emus. What? Showed up. So these guys who are okay, ready in my mind, I'm just picturing like let's like puppy version coming up the street. Yeah. Like two thousand is a lot of puppies coming up the street. I know. Twenty thousand. I tried searching like how many emus are in Australia, like the count, like to see if that's all of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> or like a small fraction. All they would talk about was the 20,000 because of this emu war. Like, they wouldn't, I couldn't find anything else about it. They it just, just kept saying this they were specific like, this number. This was so traumatizing. We don't even want to look at them anymore. <laughs> yeah, they're, so I, they're not acknowledged as people, okay? <laughs> for all I know, this is every single emu in the entire okay. like, continent is coming. Um, it 20, says. 20,000. They, they heard the telephone. It it's, says that they emu. It, the great wheat. You know what? This reminds me of the rabbit story with Napoleon. Yeah. You can go back and listen to our first episode. Yeah. And all, it's like the hive mind. They all just, they're communicating. They're like, hey, this is where the food is. Let's go. Let's go, bitches. Let 
<laughs> I like that. <laughs> so they migrate after breeding season, moving from the inland to like the desert part to the coast. Um, and it's saying with all the cleared land and extra water, because they were going to start putting cattle in, the emus really liked it, especially around the city's Chandler and Bing. Wait, yes. In his memory, especially we were Chandler's doing this spot. Episode. And oh, my computer turned off. But <laughs> there it goes. While Gulen. Wait, hold on. Walgulan, W-A-L-G-O-O-L-A-N. Walgulan. Yeah, it's probably an Aboriginal word. I'm right? sorry, I'm guessing too, but it's, it and says. So I don't know any of how they. We're just gonna say words. Chandler and Walgulan. It, like it doesn't that. come up later. It's just if you want to look. We'll, we'll say it phonetically so you can research it, and then if you find a better way to pronounce it, then you're better than us. Not hard to do. So the emus were eating all the crops, and you know they're walking all over the place. There's twenty thousand of them, so they're messing everything up. Apparently, they're... okay. Wait, so they just like show up into town? Well, they're migrating. They're going from inland to the coast, so they're walking through. Like they're I'm telling you, shouldn't this have happened every year? I I don't know why it's just this year. Maybe it happened every year, and this okay. year they were like, we're done. We're with done. these emus walking through here, something has to happen. The the politicians piss these guys off, off, off enough to go kill some birds. Yeah, something happened, That's, right? I, I gotta know. I gotta know what the regular. Well, I guess we don't know now if they knew before because I can't anticipate that their migratory numbers are different. <laughs> right. So. Okay. So they're just they're just um. Like uh, the documentaries you watch in Africa. What do you mean? With the migratory animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They just kind of pick their way across the continent, eating grass all the way. But they're not like, it's not like they're stampeding and causing a rampage, but they're definitely leaving a path because there is a ton of them. Yes, they're, they are doing what they normally do, just yeah. humans are in the way this time. Okay, so emus are just living their lives. Yes. There's no like, we're trying to, you know... Fuck people up. And then, yeah. of course, people are like, uh, we hate you. Yeah, <laughs> these stupid you? things. <laughs> yeah, they're just walking. They're just like, oh, look at this flat field, right? No trees. Easiest path of resistance. Yep. It's full of food, and there's tons of water. And wow. so they're like, why don't we go over here, right? Like, it makes yeah, sense. It does. And apparently, they were walking through fences. They were, like, messing through the fences. fences up. No, I don't know about through fences. They could but be. They yeah. could be. They were messing the fences up, and then it says, we're rabbits could cause further problems. Apparently, rabbits in Australia is a huge deal. Oh, well, I think rabbits in a lot of places are a huge deal. <laughs> yeah, so they're like, these damn emu emus rabbits are letting are the rabbits in. They're, like, so cute and charming and low-key, like, traumatizing. Traumatizing. <laughs> Our food network all over the world. The ultimate enemy of human survival. Yeah. You know, everyone always says, like, cats will survive or cockroaches. I'm, I don't know. I'm feeling rabbits, Rabbits man. are pretty good. They reproduce quickly. They'll eat any kind of vegetation. Yeah. They, they're pretty fearless. They're the locusts of the mammal world. Yeah. Yeah. Mammal locusts. Yeah. Super cute, though. So all these vets, World War One vets, they are well aware of the f effectiveness of machine guns. And they ask the Minister of Defense, Sir George Pierce. Sir George to, Pierce. To go, like, we need to deal with this. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. At this time, what was Australia's 
independent state? Was it its own country? Or was it still... Was there Governor British? I genuinely don't know. I didn't look that up. Um, it, okay. This, I don't know We either. are talking about the Royal Australian Artillery Soldiers. Sounds like they're like, still British. Right? So I don't know. Hey, Siri. <laughs> uh, okay. I can look it up real quick if you want. I kind of do. Okay, let me look it up. I need to know what accent to affect. For Sir George Pierce, who drinks from a bottle. Who was in charge of Australia? <laughs> In 1932. When did they get their independence might be the question. Oh, I was going to say, this says the Lions government was wow. the federal executive government of Australia led by... This is just... Prime Minister... Yeah, I'll just look it up when they got their independence. Yeah, because history and most world of academia, as someone who was in it in the past, they like to wrap things up in complex language to gatekeep people from understanding things. And I think it's so fucked up. It really upsets me. So it says that Australia gained independence okay. from the British yeah. in 19... Oh my god. Oh, I'm so excited. What is it? 86. No. Yeah. No. 1986. <gasps> the Britain? What the fuck? <laughs> That's a long what time. What is wrong with you? That's pretty recent. Yeah. Why are you so controlling? So this is, yeah. Uh, what? Are you serious? Australia. It's such a baby little country. They're doing pretty good, though. Yeah, I think so. They, they seem pretty the chill. They the least amount of drama. Yeah. They're probably trying to compete with New Zealand for the chillest country. It does sound pretty <laughs> chill there. I, yeah. But honestly... I'm sorry. I'm upset with Britain right now. And you know, I'm a fan. I like the country. I like to go there. But they need to let go yeah. of the past. It's time. As an American. <laughs> Can Re you just not control everything? Revolution! <laughs> okay, anyway. Very interesting. So, yeah, so Sir, anyways. Sir George Pierce is Sir because of the Queen. Minister of Defense Sir George Pierce agrees We'll do something about it. And he says the guns were to be used by military personnel. Troop transport was to be financed okay. by the Western Australia government. Okay. And the... The, uh... I put the gamers. It's supposed to be farmers. Hey! <laughs> the farmers would provide food, accommodations, and payment for the ammo. What? So, essentially, he's like, I'll send the people... But you do but all you the work have and to, front all the money. Yeah, you have to front all the money and, and the transportation. And troops... To po pass to vets, basically. Yeah, yeah. Who could just do it? Well, I mean, I'm not saying they could do it. Who knows what their physical state is at the point at that point? But mentally, they're probably real upset about that. He, they're like, "This is literally the only thing I knew how to do," and now you're sending people that I have to pay for to do something I can do. Oh, I'm sure this went over very well. I'm excited. Pierce also said that the birds would make good target practice. For what? For the soldiers. Oh, the untrained ones? Yeah, make good target practice. That they're practice. making these farmers... Okay, so what's happening is they're making the farmers pay to train and house their soldiers. It's like they're setting up basic out in... <laughs> Out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, government. To be fair, they only sent three people. No. They only sent three people. They set up all... Like, wait. 
What? I know, right? That's what I I I read it, okay, and I was like, upset. I just kind of skipped over it, and then I was like, there's a commander, mm-hmm. and then there's two. They call them gunners. Wait, are you sure? That's what I, I couldn't find anything else. I only sent three people, and they listed their names. That silence. That was my moment of shock. Yeah. That I. What? Then why set out all these rules and expectations? Just get him a hotel, government. Damn. I know. I know. He's like, why I'm only sending so three people, but you have to pay for everything. And uh, yeah, all that stuff for three people. Real weird about if it. If he'd have sent like, you know, 100, 200, 300, something like that, I'd be like, all right, he doesn't want it. But three people. Yeah. Uh, what? He sent major. We have done bigger things with government with far less planning. On a daily basis. To be fair, this is the Great Depression. It's overplanned, I think, for the first time. (laughs) Yeah. I've never seen it before. It is. This whole thing is kind (laughs) of over-executed. Okay. To a point. To a point. It's basic training. So, bear with me. This guy's got like 15 names. They sent out the commander of the people they sent. Hit me with it. His name is Major Gwended. Gwended. Purves. Purves. Gwyn Aubrey Meredith. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I love it. Sassy boy. Of the Royal Australian Artillery's 7th Heavy Artillery. Wait, were any of those names normal? Not Aubrey. like a Robert? Aubrey. Aubrey's no. a girl name. Meredith. Not that I, I support genderless names. Do you want me to read I'm G- here for it. I can spell out his first name. Yes, please. G-W-Y-N-Y-D-D. Gwynedd. Gwynedd. Y-D-D? YTT. Yeah, I, Gwyneth. You know, old Gwyneth down at the market. Yeah, I'll just be calling him Major Meredith. I, I You know, Gwyneth shorts too. What? Shortens to Gwen. Gwen, yeah. Gwen Aubrey Meredith. He has a lot of girl names in his 15 name name. He does. He commands two soldiers, Sergeant S. McMurray. Okay. And Gunner Jane O'Halloran. Oh, he hollering, huh? Yeah, oh, he hollering. Hollering. They were armed holler. with two <laughs> Lewis guns and mm-hmm. ten thousand rounds of ammunition. I don't know what a Lewis gun is. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, okay. I know. Wait, look wait, at wait. me. Let me guess. You got only two guns and ten thousand rounds of ammunition. So, and it's before World War, before World War II, and I think well, if I recall, let, let's go down my memory. World War Two brought out machine guns and tanks. World War One, no, that was World War One. World War One was where they were first developing tanks and machine guns. Before that, it was like most of World War One was bolt action rifles. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> uh, says your fellow nerd. Your fellow nerd. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> okay. Um. Wow. So it's got to be a machine gun. It is. But I really, in my head, I only have, like, one known machine gun from that era. So I'm going to pull up a picture. Ooh. But I'm going to tell you. aids on a podcast. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love it. Look up a Lewis gun, everyone else. All right? I'll do my best to describe it. Yeah. According to the newspapers, yeah. the yeah. troops were deployed. <laughs> She's a woman. <laughs> All right. I'm talking. Wait your turn. I have the talking stick. According to... I'm just kidding, by the way. Lewis... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm so, so sorry, sorry I said that. <laughs> Can I talk now, babe? Is it my turn? Uh, 
I'm pretty sure I'm the one who's supposed to be talking about this podcast. <laughs> I've had too much wine for me to laugh this much. No, you haven't had enough. That's a problem. According to the newspapers, oh my god, I can't soon. get stop talking. <laughs> keep trying to transition when you take a break <laughs> according to the newspapers the troops were deployed <laughs> with orders to assist the farmers and collect a hundred emu skins so Just that their 100. feathers could be used to make hats for light horsemen what? <laughs> what that's what it said i don't really this know is what the only thing we can use as a resource yeah so that was like our horsemen that are not too heavy yeah they're light horsemen they're they're the jockeys. They're, <laughs> they're in the race, the races of the war. But since it was not yet World War II in the Great War, all of this is just grandstanding because everyone knew, I'm sure, there would be no more wars. Because mm-hmm. humanity's like that. We evolve past things. Yeah. We never repeat history. Never. What's the point of even studying history? I'm sorry. <laughs> He he gave up. He put down his drink, and now he's just smiling at me. <laughs> okay, so they only wanted a hundred emu skins to collect their feathers. Yeah, out of twenty thousand. Yeah. What about food? Do they not eat emus? I it's guess not. Depression. That's that's that was the goal, I guess. So the troops were supposed to take a hundred emu skins for feathers. Right. Because they're going to use the feathers for stuff. Now I'm, I've got stuff. a couple quick facts about Lewis gun. I mean, how many beds could you make with that? I don't know. Quills. They used quills back then. Right, but they're no, using it for light horsemen, whatever that means. For the military. Yeah, I don't know what they're using it for, but so Lewis gun is the first World War, Great War era light machine gun. Okay, the the weapon we were discussing. Okay. Yeah. It's, oh, it's the first one. Honestly, now that I'm rereading this, because uh-huh. I wrote it word for word, I don't know if it means it's from World War One, or it is the first okay. light machine gun from we'll World War One. We'll say loosely the first one. It's definitely an experimental machine gun from World War One, right? Like, they're trying to figure out in that era how to make a gun shoot by itself because they just had innovation at its best yeah they just had bolt action so you'd shoot and then you'd physically have to load the next one to shoot again right so it's upgraded from you have to load the next bullet with a musket and all that stuff i love stories about how we've improved on killing things that's what we're good at i virus man the matrix man (laughs) you watch that young enough changes your whole perspective so it was widely used by the British Empire, which is why Australia is using it, because they didn't get independence until 1986. A year before I was born. That's crazy. I know. Australia, are you okay? Are you okay? That's crazy. It has a circle magazine mounted on top. It's got like, it's a gun. Okay. Like it's got a big old barrel and it's literally got like a dinner plate just right on top of it. And it's okay. got the all the bullets in it. I love this visual. And it just spins, right? Yeah, it's like a, spring-loaded. It and it, it turns, right? And the bullets go from the top down into the barrel, and it shoots it. It weighs 20... To murder people. Let's not forget that it's so fucked up. Yeah. Do you... <laughs> yes, I am a veteran. Still find it fucked up. <laughs> Do you remember how much the M4 weighs 
Seven pounds? Eight pounds? Seven pounds. Yeah. Right? Hell, yeah. yeah. And that <laughs> shit got... carry that shit. That shit got heavy, right? <laughs> it did. This ways... You carry it 20 miles, you're like, seven pounds is no fucking joke, man. This Lewis gun weighs 28 pounds. Oh, well, you get that to the lightest... The, yeah, the smallest the weakest person. weakest person in the unit. Yeah. Absolutely. You know who never carried the heavy gun? This girl. Not <laughs> once. Not once. I'm intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> 28 pounds I know you don't know ammunition too well like sizes and power and all that stuff but this shoots a 30 ot 6 dot 30 you know I used to work 06. for an ammo company yeah <laughs> loosely so it listed a couple different sizes this is the one that I knew I don't know if they were all there was like different okay different guns shot different stuff yeah, but honestly, the ammo system is... So uh, confusing. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's like a mathematician. So, I have shot a .30-06 before. Uh-huh. And it was a deer hunting rifle. Well, really, it was for elk. My point is, it, it hurts. It's it's pretty big bullet to it, be in a machine gun. It hurts gun. to be shot by? Because I think that's oh, what no, we should be concerned about. It doesn't hurt because you're dead. I did. <laughs> it hurts your your little shoulder to shoot the gun. It, it hurts. Kind of went off and it bruised me a little. It bruised me a little bit. <laughs> I survived it though. <laughs> we were shooting like one, and then you know you load the next it hurts. one. Hurts. I can't imagine <laughs> this thing shoots five to six hundred rounds a minute, mm-hmm. and it holds forty-seven or ninety-seven rounds in the pan quote pan magazine. That's the dinner plate. That's the dinner plate on when top. When am I getting this picture? I'm pulling it up right now. Ooh. You don't have it open already? Clickety-clack. Nope. Clickety-clack. I told you my my planning is amazing. It is. I'm going to pull it up right here. I'm really enjoying this story. Can I story. make this any bigger? Oh, my God. It pulled up. I don't know. Here we go. Can you? <laughs> okay. Go ahead and describe what it looks like. Oh, it looks like a shotgun with a gear on it. Yes, see the big old it's like a magazine shotgun. on top? It, I mean, <clears throat> it's got a wooden butt, right? Stock, yeah. The st- <laughs> it's the butt. The butt. <laughs> I know words. Um, a Glock trigger, okay? A wooden stock right off a shotgun. And then you put a Glock, like, handle and trigger on the front of that. And then you put, a like, a dwarven Lord of the Rings gear right on top of the front of that Glock and then you got a, a, a what it, what are those things that shoot things that shoot down planes like an A a rocket launcher oh yeah in front of the gear yeah it's kind of cartoony looking it, it looks like it looks like someone got on Microsoft Word and pasted together a bunch of different weapons that exist today yeah. It does not look innovative. It looks like a kid who wants to kill people got bored. Yeah. It's, no, no offense to kids, I guess. I don't know. But what? That's a real weapon? That's the Lewis gun, yeah. No. So it another. It makes no sense. What era is that? It's got dwarven Skyrim technology. That is. Ex- with modern Glock and 1800s shotgun. <laughs> well, they were trying to figure out how to make a machine gun. They. So there's a, there's another one from uh-huh, that era yeah, uh-huh. where it's a machine gun, but it's got this. You know how normally like there's a big old magazine on the bottom. 
What, in like Rambo? No, no, just like the don't M4. Don't know me, I don't know. <laughs> like M4. No, dummy. <laughs> the M4 we shot, you put the magazine on the bottom. Oh, oh, the basic little just, curved magazine. Yeah. Okay. Well, in World War One, so you got that gun, the Lewis gun we were just talking about. They got one where they slapped it, but it's on top. So it's right next to the site, oh. and then they actually <laughs> they actually move the site to the right of it just a little bit, so you can't fucking see anything with oh it. It's God. right in the way, and that they're was, trying to shoot. You know what? That was some colonel that was like, just put it on top. Yeah. Those soldiers, either they'll do it right, or I'll come fuck it up, fuck up their lives. Yeah. They know that they just do whatever I say, whether or not it makes sense. Yeah, so World and War... And the soldier's like, I don't know what you want from me. It's crazy. <laughs> you don't need to see. You just need to shoot at <laughs> Yeah, okay. So, in essence, World War One machine guns were just insane. They were tr- just anyone with an idea was making a machine gun trying to make it work. Okay. Yeah, I, you know what? It's, in a sense, okay, <clears throat> murdering notwithstanding, which I... ironically do not support it's crazy when you're like trying to develop something new and oh every time I'm sorry were you talking Red's talking (laughs) time to do other things (laughs) (laughs) I respect it um any I love seeing human ingenuity at it's most creative and that's always at the beginning of a new technology yeah uh, not this isn't the best time. Best, <laughs> I don't feel the proudest at this being <laughs> when you bring it our up. Our example, yeah, at the moment. But I do love how humans will just cobble together stuff, and you never. Know, it's like a tree, right? It branches in literally every direction. Yeah, and I don't think that the one that succeeds the most is necessarily the best prototype. It's usually follow the money. It usually has to do with the. Um, the one person with the money who makes the decision on what's the best prototype. Yeah. We need to do an episode on Tesla. Why's that? Because he's brilliant and ignored for hundreds of years. Oh, you're not talking about the car. You're talking about Nikola Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we did an episode... I love Nikola Tesla. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, you can you can claim that for your next... I, can I? If you wish. Can I? Please? I will do no research. Please don't. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Okay. Okay. Well, too easy. Yeah, if you look into the World War One tanks. Look forward to this audience. <laughs> okay. I hope you don't want any detailed facts. <laughs> loose facts only. Loose We're facts. We're playing it loose here. Yeah, man, I am. I wrote references. That's about it. I, I You know what? You know what? I support interesting history yeah. much more than I support quote unquote factual history because people forget that facts are loose when it comes to history. Yeah. Where'd you get the fact from? First person, second person? Who wrote it? Yes. Why did they write it? Yeah. Yes. You're looking at pictures, what's missing, what's not there. Like, come on. So on November 2nd, 1932, pretty close to Thanksgiving, and we're talking about emus. Oh, That's wow. why I was saying this could be a Thanksgiving one. Yeah. Because, this is our holiday season story. Yeah. November 2nd, 1932. They traveled to Champion, where 50 emus were sighted. So nowhere near all of them. But to get it, you know, it's Thanksgiving holiday season for us, but this is Australia. 
which means it's like spring. It's yeah, yeah, it's backwards. <laughs> that, that, okay, way to fuck up my holiday. Yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> now I, now I have to pretend I'm in the worst season ever, which is spring. Who likes spring, honestly? You get some flowers, zero holidays, tons of rain. Ain't shit. Ain't shit. <laughs> So they head out there, and they they heard there's 50 emus out here. And they get there, and the birds are slightly out of range. They're too far. The emus. The emus, yeah. Not like the crows around the... No, not the, I, not the tweety know, birds. I, okay, I'm not going to lie. Emus, to me, are like a mammal beast. I know they're birds, but they're not birds. <laughs> yeah. So you call them birds, and I'm like, no, it's wrong. They are, though. But it's wrong. <laughs> it's emotionally wrong. Yeah. And... I my emotions are valid. They are valid. <laughs> You're the best. But honestly, though, when you say the birds are far away, I'm I'm picturing a flock of crows. Okay, well, I might mention birds again. But are they referencing emus? Yes, it's always about emus. Can you just say the giant, heavy-footed, scary, ass-kicking birds? I'll try. Any of those adjectives would work. Okay, so the birds were. <laughs> <laughs> The emus, the giant ass kicking man eating birds. Hell yeah! Were Hell, oh my god, do they eat man in the story? No, they don't. We need to, uh, what? It's nothing that cool. <laughs> so they were out of range, and they decided the farmers. The farmers are going to try to herd them closer to the machine guns. Okay. So they could ambush them. Gotcha. Right. It was unsuccessful. The first rounds were ineffective because they were just too far. It didn't work. They were too far. They're just they like shot too soon. Yeah. The soldiers are getting trained up in basic at the cost of these farmers' livelihood. Yeah. Wow, these governors must be like, man, we are the fucking smartest people. Yeah, we're so smart. We're going to send out these idiots. <laughs> so they try again, and okay. they kill... Wait, is there still three people there there's running still, this yeah, machine gun? There's three people. There's the commander. Okay. And then he's got he's in charge of two people. There's only two machine guns. So each of the there's lower not, listed... There's like, multiple people... No, there's literally just three people. One person has to manage the whole machine gun. What about training? I don't know. These are soldiers. They've supposedly already got all this stuff. It doesn't make sense. They sent out three people because they figured it'd probably be easy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right? They're like, we'll just send three people. Easy animals to kill. Just gotta go kill these giant big birds. (laughs) And they'll just be, they're so stupid. So they tried shooting them. It didn't work. They try again, and they kill, quote, a number, end oh, yeah. quote, a number. of birds. Later that day, Two. a small flock it was is encountered. a number. Yeah, I don't, it, does, it just says a number. Two. Who knows? They killed some, right? Three. Some is three. Later that day, a small flock was encountered, and, quote, a, perhaps a dozen what? birds were shot. So, four. So, they may be killed. <laughs> yeah. For all we know, they didn't hit any. Like they okay. essentially, it was pretty ineffective. They tried shooting; they were too far. Yeah. They found them again. They shot. They killed a number, and then they saw them again. They, they saw shot a dozen, a and then dozen. killed a number, which means less than a dozen. We we're talking about twenty thousand emus. Yeah, yeah. That that would get me kicked out of the. Re- I would be the reason everyone is at the range until midnight that day. It yeah. would be that person. Mm-hmm. So two days later, Major... And they only brought two shooters. Yeah, only two people. Well, the three people. I, who cares about the commander? 
Yeah, well, he's in charge. I said it. He gets all the credit. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all thanks to him. Well, well, if you succeed. It's all thanks to him. He did not succeed. Okay, well then, As we're learning. it wasn't his fault. <laughs> Two days later, Major Meredith had established an ambush area Major near Meredith. a local dam. where they Now they've okay. seen a thousand emus near this local dam, right? And okay, they were heading towards them. I don't think them. they're finding the major horde of the emus. They say 20,000, no. and then they're like, we found 12. And that made the story? Well, I don't think Where are the, these emus? that the 20,000 are moving as a group of 20,000. They're just saying that's how many birds are moving, and they're all kind of divvied up. Okay, either we're working with the entire western coast, or that's bananas. Yeah. I am questioning the people who reported... <laughs> The story at the time. <laughs> Especially with the fudging of the numbers. Maybe a dozen and we killed a number. You're welcome. There's oh. 20,000 fucking emus. Oh, just wait. <laughs> so they see a thou- uh, roughly a thousand, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming towards them. 200. Let me, let me translate. <laughs> this time, the gunners waited until the birds were closer. To open fire, Okay, right? training. Good thing they're training two men yep. of their entire military who clearly know how to work these weapons. Yep. And we only sent two to be trained. Brilliant. Get this. They wait until these thousand birds are closed. You see the whites of their eyes. They open fire. <laughs> they only shoot 12 until the guns are jammed, and then the rest just run away. <laughs> well, they only have two people and two guns. Yeah. But then they jammed. They shot a couple, and then they <laughs> everyone ran away while they tried to fix the guns. Okay, this is the second official moment of shock for me. <laughs> okay, well, wonderful job, Commander. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's not very smart. Uh, I really... Oh, God. I would love to have... Okay, you know when they say, who would you want to have a dinner with? Anyone, alive or dead? Yeah. This commander has just made my list. Yeah. Top three. I don't know if I would want to meet him. I want to meet him. I want to ask him the questions. Yeah. I want to see what his vibe is. Is he's like... If he's like, all right, yeah, this is what I was dealt with, and I was doing my best, right? Does he do the whole play, I'm not... And I'm not the problem. The people above me are the problem, like a lot of people do. Or is he like, why? It was not my fault. They didn't get their shit together. I mean, there's really no... As a commander, there's no coming out shiny in this one. Unless you tell the truth. The scary, shitty truth. No, this which du- almost never happens. This dude drinks a Kool-Aid. Oh. I have a quote later that will... Like- Drinks the Kool-Aid. Because of this quote, I'm like, oh, this dude drinks the Kool-Aid. Okay, for listeners who may not be aware, um, Drinks the Kool-Aid is, yes, A, a reference to the Waco cult that is horrible and tragic, um, but it's also a reference that us dark people in the military use often for people who buy in to military propaganda while we're in it. Bullshit, yeah. It's they, they the eat propaganda. It up. If they you buy into propaganda, you drink the Kool Aid, and yeah. that's what we say. And, and it's no offense to the victims of Waco. No, yeah, it just means that he's super hua. He yeah. loves that stuff. Yeah. 
So it says... So He's they, not friends with the right people who taught him to question shit. Yeah. So the, really, the story breaks it into two two major, like, quote-unquote, assaults, right? Assaults? Like, like two phases of attack. Okay. They tried... <laughs> yeah. They, the, these birds... I mean, yeah. so far, I imagined emu war, right? Like, I yeah. told you, I've heard about it. And I imagined the emus were, like, getting together... Just like those bunnies did yeah. in the Napoleon story. But no, it sounds like these emus are just living their They're kind lives of just minding their own business. And vibing. Yeah. And the humans are consistently failing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about the first phase right now. And it lasts it lasts like a week, something okay. like that. Like not yeah. very long. Uh-huh. Right? So the first day they tried, they only killed like a few. And yeah, they had they a lot ate- of issues. They only ate, like, 28 meals of the farmer's food. Yeah. Well, okay, times three. So let's say, like, 80 meals of the farmer's food amongst three hungry people. Yeah. So it says that in the days that followed... a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Major <laughs> Meredith chose to move further south because the birds were, quote, reported to be fairly tame in the south. What? So these birds, these are more tame birds because they're having such a hard time. They're like, why don't you go find the tame birds? Wait, wait, wait. wait. Okay, first of all. I hear your point, and I raise you. Wait, we're getting into this world where birds are culturally diverse on the coast of Australia? Yeah. Like, the southern culture of Australian emus are much more about manners. The chill. And genteel, and the northern culture is much more aggressive. Okay, yeah. well, that can happen. I don't know if I would trust an army, <laughs> a military representative to tell me the bird culture. Yeah. They're saying you okay. need to go down a couple levels no, let's and find the him. easier birds. Let's you and me drink the Kool-Aid. I'm here for it. You and me drink the Kool-Aid. The the southern genteel birds. Yes. But yeah. You uh, need to go down where it's more easier. More civilized with our teas and our subtly cutting remarks. So it says by the fourth day the army observers noted that then this is a quote okay wait by who i don't know well Hi, okay just a, a no i don't have a quote someone said this a reference quote okay yeah it says each pack seemed to have its own leader now a big black plumed bird which stands fully six feet high and keeps watch while oh. his mates carry out their work of destruction and warns them of our approach this really sounds like how men describe women. It, it, <laughs> aren't, aren't they an average of 6'3"? Yes. So a six-foot bird, normal, right? Yeah. Black plumes, normal. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a bunch of men trying to explain their failures in the way that modern men do when they fail to... Um, build a loving and stable relationship, and honestly, I feel sorry for those guys. But <laughs> I mean, the more that's we, insane. The more we go into the story, the more you're seeing emotional damage on the men's side. Yes, they're like, <laughs> they're like, listen, it really, okay. it's like they suck. This is they like therapy. Are so bad. They need therapy, and they're yeah. working it out by murdering emu. Those poor emus. They're trying to just murder these emus, and they can't. And they're like, these birds are crazy. There's like, Man, they're it's like, just like every rapist in America, right there. Yeah, they're like these. <laughs> there's these leaders that are six foot tall and they're smart and they watch and there's like they're try. They know what we're doing. 
I think you and I both aspire to be a six foot tall emu leader. Those are goals right there. Hashtag yeah. goals. That's Hashtag what's goals. Up. That's awesome. Yeah. Whether or not they exist, which I question, um, that's amazing. Yeah. They're saying the birds are figuring it out. That's why we can't get that many. It's possible. I know we say bird brain, but most people know that crows are smarter than we think they are. They're they're so why wouldn't emus be? We just don't know as much. I don't know as much about emus. Yeah, I don't either. You might be asking, like, why didn't they just mount the guns, right? Like, why don't they just put it on a truck uh-huh. and run these things down? Because they're only run thirty miles an hour. Granted, that's fast, but if you're on a truck, yeah, it's not an impossible. Right. It says they tried doing that, but it didn't work because the truck. It, this is 1932. Right. Right. Like vehicles are Jalopies. pretty new. Yeah, they're pretty new, and it said that it could gain on the birds. The birds are their acceleration is way faster. Fair. And that, uh, the, cars used to be slower. Yeah. That's fine. So it's like, granted, it might be able to drive more than 30, but it its speed up is probably really slow. And it said the ride was so rough that they wouldn't be able to aim at anything. I, I stand by my assessment that so far it's a one-sided war. It is. It's a one-sided war where the emus are just living their best lives and trying to exist in peace and prosperity, and these mm, humans are trying to murder them down. I don't know if that sounds familiar to any of you listeners, <laughs> but I feel like an emu. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm it says make that a t-shirt. It says by November I feel like an email. 8th, which is 6 days later. See, it's only okay. been a week. Yeah, not long at all. No, they 2500 rounds have been fired. Total? Total. What out does of, that mean though? Out of 10,000, what well, that's how many they shot. Did they only show up with 10,000 rounds? They showed up with 10,000, they only shot 2500. Okay, what why is there a limit? I, I guess they have 3 people. Yeah, they didn't figure it. Okay, Australia, answer this for me. Why? <laughs> Only send three people if you're going to go. Why are you so stingy? I guess this is such an American question. Why not send 500 people in a million rounds? That seems obvious to me. But I'm yeah. an American, so of course I'm going to overindulge in the military aspect, which perhaps is wrong, and I will take a place of shame right now. I apologize, but I also question... <laughs> Everything. I just want to know. Yeah. What? Yeah, it doesn't seem 10, very efficient. Rounds. Wait, you said 10,000 rounds. That's how many they brought. How many emus were there? 20,000. <laughs> and they're machine guns, yeah. which means they're gonna miss one in 10 is going to actually hit because they just kind of spray. They're a spray gun. Yeah. It sounds it, like the government never intended to succeed. It sounds like they were setting up basic training for two very special little boys. Yeah, we're going to send the people <laughs> nobody wants. Just two people. The worst people in the units that no one else wants to deal with anymore. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> You're so, going to a special school. So it's the emus number school. of birds killed, emus killed, is uncertain. I mean, okay. it... <laughs> I was so excited. No, it's uncertain. <laughs> it is. Apparently, the counts vary, and it's a big difference. It says maybe 50 or 500. 
It's nothing to 20,000. Nothing. Neither but still, of those matter. 50 or 500, That's they're guessing. They have no idea. They have no idea, nor do they matter. And guess it, it, this is a huge is, failure. This is the quote that I was talking about. On every level. Ma- Major Meredith, this is why I think he drinks England. the Kool-Aid right here. Okay. It says that Meredith, Major Meredith's uh-huh. official report noted that his men had suffered no casualties. Oh my god, what is that? Oh, he got me. Yeah, that's why I'm like, this dude, this dude, (laughs) he buys into this way too much. You know what? Oh my god. He's hunting. Men are numbers. That's the commander morale right there. Men are numbers. He's like, boss man, we shot 500 emus (laughs) and no casualties. Hey. Oh my god. Yeah. You didn't know those viscerate, those, I don't know what that was. Those emus can eviscerate your bowels. Yeah. And me and my two men did not get eviscerated. No, we didn't. Yeah, they have 100% big claws. survival rate. <laughs> These are really big birds, all right? There's 20,000 of them. We scared them off before they were even 200 yards away, and we survived. <laughs> I don't know if we actually changed anything. <laughs> so I have a quote from ornithologist Dominican Severant. Serventally. Serventally. His first name is Dominican? Dominic. Dominic. Dom. <laughs> Dominic Serventally. So, oh, that sounds it's good. Serventally. Ornithologist? Ornithologist. What? Ornithologist. Ornithologist. What it's is that? It's someone who specializes in birds. Okay, so this is a quote it's from him. It's kind of your dream job, honestly. I it know sounds you love pretty birds. nice. This is a quote from him, right? About the week-long massacre. <laughs> Wait, this whole war was just one week? No, this, this is the first phase. Oh. It's two ooh. phases. Okay. This quote says, The machine gutter's dream of point-blank fire into serrated masses of emus were certain dis- soon dispatched. The emus commanded had eventually ordered guerrilla tactics and its unwieldy army soon split up into innumerable small units that made use of military equipment uneconomic. Okay, two thoughts. Hold on. What? No, A crestfallen field force therefore withdrew from the combat area after about a month. Okay, now you can go. That was my quote. First thought. I yeah. want to come come back to the third, the last part you said. First thought. Uh... I love that the ornithologist was speaking in terms of military. Yeah. Uh, however, he was putting normal, common sense bird action into military jargon. Yeah. It's like he's making it sound like they're like, oh, they use guerrilla move tactics. And I'm like, they just. They're they, birds. It's like you see a bird, you make a sound, and they go, bah, and they go, and they spread out into the trees. Yeah. That's, it's how they survive. It's brilliant. No yeah, they, disrespect to birds. I love birds. You know that we're a fan. We got a ton of bird feeders around the house, but yeah. uh, I don't know if they deserve that much credit. They're fighting for their life every single day. Yes, this is like, oh, another par for the course. <laughs> yeah, so he has this great quote being like, my point is, it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of soldiers. Bunch uh, of soldiers. Three soldiers. Three. The three soldiers. They're The war with the emus. They come out here, they're trying to shoot them all, and they, they just don't succeed. 
right? Okay, and they're trying wait. to be like, these birds are <laughs> strategic I... experts. Go ahead, go ahead. So we have two cities. Yeah. A county, at least. A large area of space. A county, no matter where you're from, that's more than three people can manage. Yeah. 20,000 birds. And we're questioning why they didn't succeed. It's almost like the government set them up to fail, which would never happen. No, never. 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 But also, how were they expect? <laughs> they're... They're... How do you cover that amount of land? I don't know. With three people. Yeah, I don't know. And 20,000 birds from literally... uh, I imagine the ocean is on one side. And let's say they're migrating. So let's just say 20,000 birds from two angles. From the amount of distance between you and the next town over. From wherever you live. So for us... We, I'm going to let this out. We're in Savannah. The next town would be Pooler or Richmond, 10, 20 miles away. Yeah. I I don't even like driving to one of those cities, much less trying to kill birds between where we live and those towns. Yeah. And then I'm only halfway through our town. I wouldn't want to even deal with the rest of my town. What? This is... This is... Play... It's classic. They were set up for failure. It's classic military. We need this done. It's set. Uh, there is no possible way this this would have succeeded. And I really wish we were hearing more from the farmers at this point. Yeah. Because they they can certainly see what's going on. I would. Oh God, to be a fly on the wall. Yeah. Oh, I would have loved to be pub, here at the pub during this week. Yeah. Of all the farmers, where they go spend their evening on Thursday night when they're like, it's almost the weekend. I'm not quite at spending time with family, but I need a break, right? And they go to the pub. Oh, my God. I would love to hear what they had to say about this. Oh, they're talking mad shit about <laughs> what these military guys are What's doing. What's going on? What? What are they doing? You know. And they're, they're all vets. This is a huge area of ground so there's got to be like 20 plus pubs i'm saying pubs because they're still owned by britain yeah fuck apparently yeah britain chill out <laughs> i judge you but anyway they're still owned by britain at this time so they have a bunch of pubs and usually in britain it's like two pubs per square mile i'm throwing that out there i don't know how accurate that is so we're looking at like 40 50 pubs and yeah. three people <laughs> Three people, yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. There is no chance of success. How embarrassing. So after Major Meredith withdrew everyone on November 8th, six days later. I'm not even mad about his name. I'm just embarrassed for his I'm actions. embarrassed for him, yeah. He's <laughs> and got, his leadership. He's got this great quote. He says, if we had a military division with the bullet-carrying capacity of these birds, it would face any army in the world. They can face machine guns with the invulnerability of tanks. What bullets do these birds carry? I don't know. He what said kind of the bullet-carrying capacity of these birds. I think he's trying to say, like, man, you can't kill these things like tanks. They don't carry bullets, though. No, they don't. Zero casualties. 
I don't know why. Mr. Kool-Aid. <laughs> That's his quote. What bullets? To... This is Mr. No Casualties guy. Okay, yes. I hear that. I respect that you're too little baby infantry probably 19 years old brand new to the military don't know we know they don't know how to shoot a machine gun <laughs> yeah yeah because they had to learn what uh what <laughs> the bullet carrying capacity of these birds these birds don't have bullets <laughs> yeah so four days later i guess they could be shitting out poop <laughs> That's what I hope so. <laughs> oh, I pooped on me. Oh. <laughs> I yeah, we are taking our podcast there today. That's the, the Potty I mean, jokes. What what else can a bird do? I don't Fly know. away and poop on you. They're really, literally the two things a bird can do. They're really trying to say these birds are just really smart and that's why we can't kill any of them. N- that's not what they said though. I mean, they said bullet carrying capacity. They did. That yeah, is a quote. I, Red has a a mind for words, and those are the words. Yeah. And those birds do not carry bullets nor murder people. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Ow. You're welcome, everybody. Let's move on. So, thank you for that transition. (laughs) So, four days later, on on November 12th, Uh 1932... Minister of Defense approves another military effort. The farmers asked for support, citing the hot weather and drought had brought emus invading their farms in the thousands. So Wait, literally, this is four days later. This is four days later. They left, okay. and the farmers they are left. saying, <laughs> "Yeah, they left." And okay, so the farmers yeah. are saying, "I don't know why you left. There's thousands of them. Come back, and please, he, come back." He sent three people. Yeah, so okay. the same guys come back. Wow, so, these are not American vets. So four days later, they approved it. They didn't actually get there until the 13th of November. So like seven days later? So, eight days? Yeah, another day. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says they found a degree of success over the first two days, killing approximately 40 emus. Well, how many people did they send? The same people, I'm assuming. Three. It didn't really say. Oh, okay. Um, a I'm assuming it's the same three people. Quality military reporting. Yeah. It says by <laughs> December 2nd. So we go. This is a huge jump. The first round November was 2nd. six days. I remember that. Six yeah. days. Yeah. The second round, it goes from November 13th to December 2nd. So several weeks. Yeah. It says the soldiers killed approximately 100 emus a week. Okay, so it's got to be more. We have got to have more people. Yeah, it didn't really say. It just kind of... birds. Most of the information was about the first and week. And their bullets that they carry. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith had recalled on December 10th... Uh-huh. And in his report, he claimed that 986 confirmed kills with 908, sorry, 9,860 rounds, so almost 10,000 rounds of ammo, at a rate of exactly 10 rounds per confirmed kill. That's literally what I said before. Yeah. Uh, I'm a genius. I don't know. It says I, Meredith. I, just, <laughs> I feel validated and upset yeah. that they initially sent 10,000 rounds 
20,000 birds. Not a lot more than that. And killed 20. And that's a generous number. So he says that they killed almost 1,000 confirmed kills. Okay. And then Major Meredith says that exactly 2,500 birds had died from injuries. So he's stating they killed 3,500 birds in, like, what, three weeks? Okay, let's get to the point of this, which is the farmland and farming. Okay, that was the point. Did it help, or was it just basic training? Okay. Did the emus chill out on farmland? Did the farmers sell their worthless wheat that they were clearly just upset honestly they yeah. were just upset their wheat was worthless and wanted to shoot some things and the government was like well we'll shoot things for you yeah and the farmers were like that's good enough i guess i don't know something yeah so it was says, it worth it it says despite the problems incurred encountered the farmers of the region asked for assistance again uh-huh. in 1934 1943 and 1948 only to be turned down. Oh, <laughs> those avian bullets. Yeah. <laughs> They're so too much. The government said, well, the, you know, I'm assuming the whole time the farmers are asking. Like, those the, those are the years, 1934, 1943, 1948. It takes a while to build up an argument to yeah. group to ask things. That's when they, well, again, and then or like we were saying, 1932 is when they actually sent people, and they sent uh-huh. them out two different times. Uh-huh. And then they leave after killing some, and the farmers are some. still asking for help, and the government's like, this is literally pointless. They didn't send anyone. And it says, instead of sending the military out, they sent up a bounty system that apparently was in capitalism let's yeah, go they My set it up thing. in 1923 and it was continued on and that's really what they went towards instead of setting up the military oh my god to be an emu bounty hunter and it, it's like a it's like a boa constrictor yeah a snake bounty hunter in florida yeah we can relate so that proved more effective than Florida's. sending out military people and it they claimed 57,000 bounties over six months in 1934, which is way more than those couple guys with <laughs> machine shocker. guns. Big shocker. People who stand to earn money are more motivated than grunts in the military. Who yeah. fucking knew? Than two grunts in the military. Who fucking knew? So, as we had set up here, by December 10th mm-hmm. is when Major Meredith released his whole report about his second phase, right? Ooh, phase two, okay. And it says So by, we're going kind of back in time now, because we jumped ahead in time. So I did the first phase, we uh-huh. did the second phase, and now we're kind of into the conclusion and, like, what ya. had happened. I hear you. So but this was December 10th, the year of the emu wars. Yes, this is... So he released okay. his report, and now it's like the word of the emu war has spread, reaching the United Kingdom... Oh, Britain... And some places, you know, and conservatives, con- oh my god, I can't read, Conservant- conservationists, conservationists. <laughs> it's a big word. Opposites. Yeah. <laughs> conservationists have protested the coal as extermination of the rare emu. 
and they were saying they're yeah, just so people are upset an attempt at mass destruction of the birds so people are like why would you try to kill all these birds honestly there's better ways to yeah to manage it. it i'm i'm not a ornithologist mm-hmm. or a conservationist but i don't you know if we had too many squirrels in our backyard i don't know if i'd bring out the shotgun the military just the shotgun is overkill, I think. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But we know people who would. Yeah. And so I know we're we're not like common sense people. We are one perspective. Yeah. So word spread very quickly. About the, the failure. About the failure, and that these the military was sent out to shoot all these birds. Um. It says. What is the perspective of emus if you're Australian? Are they like they're cute birds, or are they like they're like kangaroos? A nuisance. Yeah. You don't fuck. Oh, are they deer? Like a nuisance, right? Yeah. Kangaroos to me are wolves. Right. You don't fuck with them because they will fuck with you. It's and then deer are like a nuisance, where it's like they're cute, but damn, they they destroy things, and so you're always trying to balance that mentally. So. You think they're more on deer or wolf? I think, honestly, it's a mix of both. They're like, you don't fuck around with a kangaroo, but holy fuck, are kangaroos annoying as fuck? Oh, that was on kangaroos. Sorry. I don't emus. know about... I don't know about emus. I don't... I, I really don't know. know. I don't know. I feel like kangaroos are more annoying than emus, so that emus would just kind of take a backseat to that. You say that because you watch all these modern, stupid-ass videos about men... Men who need some kind of validation for their machismo getting in fistfights with kangaroos, which is stupid. But but honestly, I'm talking about emus. Yeah. It could Are j- they in the, like, wolf era where they're predators and they're, yeah, we need to conserve a number of them to keep the thing in balance, but are they, like, going to murder you or are they more in the deer era? I'm in my deer era. <laughs> But where they're more, like, peaceful, even though they can kill you. I don't know if deer can kill you, but emus can, I think we've discussed. I think overall they're pretty peaceful. Damn, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. You, you bring in a tragedy here today. Yeah. I, I know there's... I, I didn't write it down, but I read that there's different types, and some of them are endangered today. I don't think it has anything to do with this. I, well, could, I'm sure it has to do with humans. Yeah, it could, but I don't know if it's specific about the emu war. But. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, I think they're pretty peaceful. They're just big birds, right? They just—they're big, so they destroy stuff just by trying to live their lives. Yeah, you know, humans are like God forbid, uh, goddess forbid, whatever your vibe is, something be larger than me. It's not cute like an elephant, so I'm not here for it. And also, elephants are very secluded to certain areas. I feel like if elephants lived everywhere, we would murder. Yeah. The F out of them, yeah. which is really messed up. So Elephants, stay in your zone, <laughs> please. I like you. <laughs> so they had a bounty system for a long time, and it also says... So the bounty system started in 1923. Well before the Emu well Wars. Well before. And mm-hmm. also before the Emu Wars, in 1930, they started an exclusion barrier fencing, which apparently... After the Emu War, where they tried to just go out and shoot a bunch, uh-huh. they had the bounty system and they had these fences. And it says the fences were pretty successful of keeping the emus out, but they were also keeping out dingoes and rabbits. I think dingoes are a whole story unto themselves. Yeah, yeah. 
So they had multiple ways of keeping them out. Fucking rabbits, they man. Just, uh, yeah, it's all about the rabbits. The emus uh, yeah. were letting the rabbits in. World history. Let's talk about rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> so in nineteen November 1950, uh-huh. Hugh Leslie raised the issue of emus in federal parliament and urged Army Minister Josiah Francis to release a quantity of uh, .303 ammunition for the army to use. Yeah, in November 1950, they raised the issue saying that the army minister should release ammunition for the farmers. Uh huh. Yeah. So that they can shoot these emus, right? So they they had limited ammunition and they were given up more. Yeah, it's not America. Nobody just has guns and dream. ammo. That's a dream, man. So the minister Josiah Francis. Approves the release of 500,000 rounds of ammunition. Okay, so he gives the farmers 500,000, give his own military 10,000. 10,000. Okay. Of course, right? Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's the conclusion. Essentially. So how is farming now? I don't know. What? I didn't get that happened far. happened out of it? The emus it were still a problem. In my mind, the emus are still a problem. The farmers are trying to deal with them, but I think it's more of like a... uh, Fencing? Fencing issue, and just like overall like wildlife issue. They're trying to farm where there's tons of wildlife. In a way, they could have just bought proper fences. Or instead of asking the farmers... To feed and house their three soldiers, wow, that they sent out, they could have just been like, let's make better fences. Yeah. And, uh... They they could have used their resources a lot better. There's so many ways this could have gone. This is the way that it went, though. Who are clearly farmers, they're veterans, which they eventually did. Why is that always the last option? You know, that makes the most sense to me because, hey, you protect your own land. Yeah. Um, And that way you're kind of spread out across the farmer area. Or you can be like, hey, we built, we are creating, we're working on creating new fences that are emu proof. And they're like, no, 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 we're going to send out three guys to kill six emus. Out of twenty thousand, you're fucking welcome. Yeah. Also, that costs us ten thousand, and we expect you to pay. Pay for, for board and rent. Yeah. That's the most expensive basic training, I've ever heard of. So, what would you say is the moral of this story? You want to you want to give your first yours first or? No, I want to hear what yours is. Okay, the moral of the story is to have common sense. When it comes to fighting your battles, get a sense of the breadth of scale. It, it, you know, are you fighting one person or are you fighting a community? If you're having a personal battle, are you fighting yourself or are you fighting the world? And then come up with a solution that matches that assessment. And don't just come up with your solution and then make that assessment. That makes no sense. Yeah. Because it's probably not going to match up. No. I, uh, mm, I I know too many commanders. 
<laughs> to not be upset about this. <laughs> okay, I, what's your moral story? I think my moral is just don't farm in Australia. It's just a lot of don't have food. Don't have food. <laughs> if Buy you all your food. Choose to have been born in Australia, you fucking idiot. Yeah, don't do that. No, if don't you're have if food. you if you're a farmer that was born in Australia, come on, man. <laughs> no, I don't know. I just be, think that, okay. How about this? Be res- be specific in your requests. Yeah. You're like, hey, we have an emu problem. Maybe the whole time they were like, can we get ammo? And the government was like, we will send you three people. You're welcome. They were like, no, we just need, you know, as far as we know. Oh, I don't yeah. know if you've, you've just used Wikipedia and, and we don't know what's on the written record. But maybe they were asking for ammo the whole time. Yeah. From day one. I. And the government was like, you're welcome. We will send you three soldiers. It says they were requesting military assistance. <laughs> Whatever that means, but that's what it that's says. That's vague. Yeah. That is vague on purpose to muddy the facts. Yeah. If you see something like that, you question. You don't create the truth, which I admit I am doing. But uh, be open to not knowing the full truth. That's yeah. what's important. Uh, that was a lovely story. I was gonna. I was just gonna ask. Did I do a good job? Yeah, did I pick a good story. I loved it. I loved it. I, I feel like I really understand the ridiculousness and the senselessness of these quote unquote emu wars. Yeah. And if someone brings it up to me in the future, I will definitely scoff. It. At, <laughs> at first mention. Oh. God, I think the it's emu wars. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's called what the emu failure. war as a joke. Because they're like, right. this is so ridiculous that this happened. Yeah, but, but however, how, okay, you and me have never heard details. Right. Right? How many people of our listeners have heard details? That title, whether or not it's a joke, that's what carries through. Yeah. And, and you know me. I'm like, that's fucked up. They, they are implying propaganda. I don't like it. I don't like Yeah, the it. emus definitely didn't fight back. They were just running away. They're just being birds. Yeah, they're just giant birds. Awesome birds. Uh, honestly, okay. Okay, end result. Red is now a much bigger fan of emus having survived until today and not being mostly an endangered species. And that's cool as hell. Fuck yeah, emus. What, what? Except they're with orcas. Yeah. <laughs> They did better than the buffalo, the bison, I, North America. That's one of the saddest stories for me. Uh, you know what? This is a fun podcast and not a our, we're fucked up podcast. I guess it's kind of both. I'm going to do a story on the North American bison How am I going to make jokes about that? There's nothing like the Dark humor news. jokes. <laughs> Let's okay, go. Prepare yourself, audience. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Well, thank you. That was a wonderful story. I loved it. Thank you. We'd like to thank Teresa Sudam for the music. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Oh, my God. She's coming out with some new music December 2nd, I believe. It might be December 1st. Um, I personally, I will be checking on December 1st because I have heard the song and it's incredible. It's really good. I cannot wait. We can't stop playing it around the house. Vibin'. Teresa Sudam, that's what's up. 
So please uh, subscribe and rate and review. Our podcast. That happened. Or not. You do you. You do you. <laughs> oh, you, you have it's to get your it's hip. Human, this life. You almost didn't get your hip sayings in. It's lit, fam. It's lit, fam. <laughs> Boo-boo. You do you, boo-boo oh, or you something. you do you, boo. You do you, boo. You do you, boo-boo. <laughs> you don't even know my sayings. I know all my remind you. <laughs> Mm. Well put. <laughs> I lose that one. So if you've got a good story or you want us to tell or whatever, send it to me because I need ideas. Red's got lots of ideas. She doesn't oh, need anymore. I would love some reader, listener. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Reader. A, I'm such a book person. I keep calling this a po- The last podcast we did, I'm like, the whole thing's a podcast. They're just different episodes. <laughs> I keep calling them all podcasts. The last full series podcast we did. Yeah. Which is about 80 minutes. <laughs> yeah, we would love a story because it's less work for us. And we get to talk about something we probably didn't know about. Oh, my gosh. That's the most exciting part. Yeah. Tell us something we haven't even thought about. Hell, yeah. That'd be cool, so. Hell, yeah. Yeah. I would love that. Me, too. Thank you for listening. And that's about it. Yeah, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs>